The year was 2020, and the world was being rocked by the COVID-19 virus. Companies everywhere were shutting down as people were forced to stay home to keep the world from crumbling. Economies were having issues. Companies were failing to meet demands or even stay open due to the virus and shutdowns. But 2020 is also a year that marked one man's plan to take FCA to the next global scale and merge it with a competitor. 2020 is the year that Sergio Mascioni's dream of merging FCA with another car company finally came to pass. Although the full merger with PSA Group would not happen until early 2021, we all knew that by the fall of 2020, it was true. PSA and FCA were going to merge together to become one super company with many, many divisions. But why? That is something we will uncover and look at this week on the Autolux Podcast. Autolux.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, coming to you from our hosting website, www.autolux.net, podbeam.com, along with many, many other hosting sites and social media feeds from Facebook to Twitter. This week, we're taking a look at the newly formed Stellantis Corporation. Yes, Stellantis is the name they gave to the merger to the child that was bared from PSA and FCA merging together. Now, these companies have many, many divisions, some of them that actually cross over each other. But with crossovers, can they utilize brands to help each other? And what does it mean for the global economy with Stellantis merging? Well, we're going to take a look at that this week on our podcast. Now, the merger was the brainchild of Sergio Mascioni, the former CEO of Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, FCA. He was originally the man who spearheaded Fiat saving Chrysler Corporation from the Serbius management group and keeping one of the original big three alive. Now Chrysler has had many divisions over its lifetime and has even bailed out one of its major competitors being American Motors back in the 80s. They didn't keep any of its divisions alive except for the original Willys Jeep brand, the only profitable brand that American Motors had. Now is this something that we can come to expect from Stellantis as well? Or will Stellantis keep all of the divisions together. Really, why are they doing this? Why are they merging together? PSA is already doing well for itself. Even after buying Opel and Vauxhall, they have managed to get their EPA under control. Considering the fact that General Motors made a mess of it for Opel and Vauxhall, PSA has come through and managed to get the two divisions back on track to meet EPA demands of the European Union and Asian economies. Now, PSA for a long time has had trouble trying to enter the North American marketplace. And only a decade ago, they have expressed interest in returning to North America. Now, they are in countries on this side of the world, but they are not in the United States or Canada. Peugeot, Citroën, DS, they're not here. But why? Well, PSA had to pull out of the market due to major issues they had a long time ago. Opel and Vauxhall almost made a return being bought out with a deal with GM by Frank Stronach of Magna International. Now, Magna essentially got screwed in this deal after General Motors found that he was going to create a production 
production facility north of Toronto, just outside of the city of Aurelia. Knowing that they would become competition for General Motors, they decided to blockade the deal. Where in the end, PSA was the company who came to Opel and Vauxhall's saving grace. They saved them from essentially being killed off. But with this, they now had two divisions, both in Germany and Great Britain, and in the Asian marketplaces that crossed over their Peugeot and Citroen lines. Now, since taking them over, they haven't shown any remorse. They haven't stated the fact that Opel and Vauxhall will be killed off for as Peugeot and Citroen to move into their territories. Why? Because the name is strong in those marketplaces. Peugeot and Citroen aren't as strong in certain marketplaces as Opel and Vauxhall. Now, whereas General Motors had Holden in Australia, most people knew that Holden products also helped build Opel and Vauxhall products. So utilizing the Opel and Vauxhall names would be more easily transferable to the Australian marketplace. Asian economies are similar as well because they have known the Holden names as well. So Peugeot and Citroen have trouble entering marketplaces. Now, with their buyout of FCA, moving back into the North American marketplace just seems odd. Now, they were considering bringing the DS lineup of premium products to the North American marketplace to help build themselves into the marketplace, considering the fact that people in North America, especially in the United States, like to buy premium models because they like to show how small they actually are compared to their neighbors by purchasing a premium product, which is essentially just a standardized product. Go to Japan, you're not going to drive around an Acura, you're going to drive around a Honda because Honda makes Honda cars. In the US, you'll buy an Acura. You'll pay a premium to get a Honda product. Peugeot knew this and figured why not give DS a tryout. But with the buyout at FCA, they no longer need to do this because now they have Chrysler. Now Chrysler is a brand that has had trouble worldwide. Unlike Ford and General Motors, Chrysler's always had issues trying to expand worldwide. With Australia, Mexico, and South America being their only marketplaces they've ever had success in. Taking a look into Europe, they've never had success over there. Buying out brands like the Roots Group, which had Humber, Hillman, Simca, Singer, Sunbeam, Talbot, all of those brands in it, which unfortunately by the time they got a hold of those brands, they were already having issues. Now, the Roots Group sold out to Chrysler, and Chrysler had trouble bringing their products there. They built products from the North American marketplace and tried to sell them to Europeans, not understanding that the European economy is completely different than the American economy. Ford and General Motors knew this. That is why they got into bed with companies like Opel and Vauxhall and hold it. Ford, on the other hand, has been around since the beginning of the automobile, so they were able to enter these marketplaces knowing their economies long before these economies had developed their own tastes, differentiated from the American counterparts. So Ford never had to get in bed with anyone because they were there longer than anybody else. Now Peugeot Citroen is trying to make a comeback in North America. Now with the buyout of FCA, they don't have to do that. They can utilize the Chrysler and Dodge brands to bring their products to the North American marketplace, utilizing names that are synonymous and known of in respective marketplaces will help their brand succeed. But is it the right bet? We've already seen this product analogy try and be failed by FCA. When FCA took over Chrysler, they decided to utilize Chrysler products for Lancia revival. We all know where that wound up. Hell, Lancia is down to one product, the Ypsilon, where if you take a look at the statistical numbers, the Ypsilon still sells more products worldwide than Maserati. One product sells more than four. Think about it.
they have trouble. Now, why is that? Because there were American-made products being sold into the European marketplace. Europeans already knew about Chrysler. Hell, watch Top Gear back in the day with Jeremy Clarkson. He did not like the Chrysler 300. No matter how much Richard Hammond tried to push him on the amazing factor of both the Charger and the 300, Jeremy had nothing to do with it. He wanted nothing to do with that. Well, you may think he's pig-headed for not liking the product because it's an American product, but guess what? His ideology went along with a lot of Europeans. If you take a look at how well Chrysler and Dodge did after FCA tried to bring them back to the European marketplace, again, they failed. Taking a look at their websites now, you won't find very many products available within those marketplaces. Chrysler's all but abandoned the European marketplace and Dodge has basically dwindled down to the journey, considering the fact that the Viper is now gone. And the Challenger works on its own. The PSA can use their help. They can use each other's help expanding into the BRIC nations. Brazil, Russia, India, China. Some of them like products from certain brands. Like we said, in Mexico, you'll find Fiat branded Dodge products. They have a Dodge Neon there. They have a Fiat Linea. The Dodge Neon, the Dodge Altitude. Hell, they have the Dodge 1000, which is a Fiat Toro pickup truck, rebranded as a Dodge. Why? Because Mexico likes Dodge and Ram products more than they like Fiat. Fiat knew this and utilized this for specific marketplaces. You could find the Fiat Viaggio in China, but you won't find a Dodge Dart. Products are same, but one of them no longer exists because in the North American marketplace, for Canada and the US, Dodge won't buy the Dart. Mexico will buy it, but they'll buy it as the Neon, and China will buy it as a fiat. This is something that they could use to help them grow on a global scale. Building products that are engineered for all marketplaces, they fit specific markets and what they want. But knowing this, we also have to look at the fact that who can survive and who may fail. 10 years from now, what products will Stellantis Group still have in their stable? Yes, Opel and Vauxhall now last, but will they last for the long run? With the exit, or I should say Brexit, of the UK from the European Union, can Vauxhall survive? Considering the fact that it can only survive on one specific marketplace. It might be its only saving grace. Whereas Opel in Germany slowly losing ground towards Volkswagen, as they always have. Can Peugeot and Citroën move into the German marketplace with their French products? They're only a stone's throw away from each other. But as we take a look back at the Daimler Chrysler merger, too many can be too much. Hell, look at General Motors during the fallout of 2008. Saab, Hummer, Pontiac, Saturn, Oldsmobile, they were all killed off, gone. Hell, they even divested themselves away from Suzuki and even sold off their stake in Fuji Industrial Subaru to Toyota. They divested themselves away from so many. Hell, even Daewoo is now gone, being Korean General Motors. They were bringing down their brands. And just last year, Holden was finally kicked out of their stable as well. So again, 10 years from now, will we be looking at a brand new Stellantis? A Stellantis that only consists of PSA, Citroen, DS, Fiat, Maserati, Jeep, Ram, and Opel? Hell, maybe Vauxhall instead of Opel. Will Alfa Romeo, Dodge, Chrysler, Lancia, and Opel or Vauxhall be able to survive? Now, with the sales of Lancia of one product in Europe managing to survive on the Ypsilon, which is nearly a decade old, proves that there is major interest in this product. But can they utilize DS and Chrysler products across a range for their premium brand? Can Chrysler, DS, and Lancia become the world premium brands for PSA? Or is 
Peugeot too far advanced into the premium segment the DS cannot survive gotta think about it so utilizing both DS Lancia and Chrysler together you have your premium your entry-level products will come from Fiat Opel Vauxhall Citroen but do you need four European entry-level product ranges Fiat has been trying in the North American marketplace and just before this Mike Manley has stated the fact that they want Fiat to expand same with their Alfa Romeo brand in the United States considering that Dodge is moving into a performance oriented space along with the likes of Alfa Romeo can they step down can Fiat be that product range or should Dodge just take back over as an entry-level brand that is a question they have to ask themselves can you have the entry-level products from Fiat Citroen Opel Vauxhall they move into your sports oriented product range of Dodge and Alfa moving into your premium brands of DS Lancia and Chrysler then into your SUV of Jeep your trucks with Ram and your luxury products from Maserati but then again you have to take a look at the fact Ferrari may not be part of them but Ferrari still has some backwind to them hell before this merger PSA owned a tiny little company called Hindustan Motors from India now if you take a look on our website the ambassador is highly used as a cab can Stellantis use this brand as their competitor towards London electric vehicles with the black cab should they go after that marketplace with ride hailing services growing and growing and more and more people working from home now due to COVID can Hindustan Motors push itself into that marketplace and become a competitor towards London electric vehicles it is especially product within their stable that they have underutilized they've essentially kept them alive due to the expansion of Indian marketplace emerging markets will use this product but over time it'll eventually fall away to newer better products and consider the fact that a London electric vehicles are slowly moving into this category they might have to but can they reorganize this product to fall in towards the ram brand utilizing its nameplate for only middle eastern marketplaces then again we have entry sports premium luxury suv and truck slash vans seven working divisions but can you merge some of them together that is one question you have to think of where fca tried to brand a product for each range out there not utilizing the charger 300 challenger platform for the brand new alfa romeo they've segregated the julia out from everything else they're not platform building which means you need dedicated production facilities and when that product range starts dying out you lose that production facility underutilizing it for something you need now making dodge and alfa romeo counterparts to each each other could be a downfall in North American marketplace because Alfa Romeo is trying to move back in here. That is a problem. They're trying to make Alfa Romeo seem more of a premium sports brand to go up against BMW, whereas Dodge is just a performance oriented brand, which is the similar likes of Pontiac. But we all know what happened to Pontiac. They had more sales in North America than Buick, but if it wasn't for China, Buick would have been gone. China kept Buick alive, but now there's no performance products within the General Motors table. Stellantis wants to catch the big guys, Toyota, Volkswagen, and Hyundai. They have way too many production plants, and a lot of them underutilized. Utilize power brands for certain marketplaces. Chrysler for Australia and the North American marketplace. Then you can utilize DS for Eastern European, and Asian marketplaces with Lancia for main European marketplaces in the African nation. South America? Just throw your dice up in the air and figure if you're going to use Chrysler, DS, or Lancia. This is a marketplace that doesn't really know all three of them. Your entry-level brands with Fiat, Opel, Vauxhall. Hell, you can even throw Dodge in there if you wanted to. And Citroen. They need to work together. Fiat can be utilized from the North American marketplace. Same with South America. We all love Fiat. A European counterpart? You need 
Citroen, Opal, Vauxhall, Asia Pacific nations, Opal, it's way bigger. Same with Oceana. You have to think about which brand they want to utilize. Stellantis is a huge, huge company now with many divisions. And as the fallout from the Daimler Chrysler merger showed us, having way too many divisions can hamper product development and product quality across your entire range. Essentially, Jeep is the only world brand sitting within the stable of this product. Fiat is big as well, but Jeep is the only world brand for Stellantis. So merging may seem like the better option for both companies. PSA is already moving itself into the hybrid technology at a faster rate than FCA ever was. Something that could benefit both FCA along with all of its brands. FCA could benefit PSA by its Jeep and Ram brand. It has trucks, it has cargo vans, it has SUVs, something that PSA has been lacking within their product mix. Now together, this one giant corporation has a global reach, considering the fact that at least one of the divisions is available in nearly every country around the world. That could be good, but could also be bad. Look at Renault-Nissan. They're now pulling out of tons of marketplaces, pulling their products from either Nissan, Renault, Mitsubishi, or even Lada out of specific marketplaces to try and get themselves back into a profitability stage. So really, is Stellantis the best thing that can happen to all of these companies? Or is it something that's going to bring down the entire corporation as a whole? Well, within the next 10 years, we're going to find out. And I guarantee within the next 10 years, four divisions, guarantee four are going to be capsized. They're going to be kicked out. So really, is Stellantis, a giant global corporation, the best thing for all of them? With four divisions guaranteed to be dismissed before mid-2030s, Stellantis, we will see if it can make it. So all around, Stellantis seems like a good idea on paper. Collaborating both EV technology and economies of scale from the PSA side with great financial backing, considering the fact that PSA has been able to maintain stable ground in brand new product launches. Where on the other side, F FCA has had trouble making product launches, has had problems with financial stability, but has Jeep and Ram, global, strong brands, everybody wants. Especially with the rise in the SUV marketplace, Jeep is the brand that everyone wants. The PSA now has them. So in the end, this marriage can benefit both original companies together, but it will also shed some light on some failing divisions. And in the end, we will be sad to say, to see a few of these companies go. We don't want Chrysler to fail. We don't want to lose Lancia, even though it's nearly all but gone. And Alfa Romeo Maserati, we don't know if they could survive. But in the end, all of their divisions, eventually, they'll either break up or die out. So for myself, Everett J, and all of Autolux, I want to say if you like this podcast, please like, comment, or share this on all social feeds, inclusive of Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And if you want to share this with your friends, remind them that we are available on nearly every counterpart of podcasts around the world, from Podbeam to Stitcher to Apple Music to Google Play to Amazon Music and many, many others in between. We are there. And if you're looking for updates on all of these companies and links to all of their websites, as we have stated, from around the world, please head on over to www.autolux.net and click the corporate websites tab at the very top. Just click that and it'll bring you to nearly every car company in existence from around the world and links to their pages in alphabetical order or country basis. If you need some little help with that, just click our Google search link at the top and write in the car company you're looking for. I guarantee you we have it. And if we don't, please tell us. From big or small, we have them all. Autolux.net corporate pages. So from us, Stellantis, PSA, FCA, and the whole giant conglomeration of car corporations from around the world. Strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride that the merger world is going to bring us.